Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. To kick off your Monday morning, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. I did something this last week that I've never done before, and people are going to be shocked. Uh-oh. I went and took my kids, my mom and my sister, my niece, to the Milwaukee Zoo. And how was it? Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. So it it was funny because on Wednesday, everyone's complaining up here about the sweltering heat and the nasty hotness. Down in Milwaukee, it was 76, cloudy and misting. <laughs> <laughs> it was the perfect day, though. There was maybe like 15, 20 cars in the parking lot we were in. We had pretty much this whole zoo to ourselves. It was just nice and quiet and easy to walk through. That is my type of vacation where yes. I don't have to deal with a whole bunch of people. No, nope, no crazy crowds at all. And I did see something that I bet you've never seen before. Probably. You <laughs> you probably did. White whooping cranes. White whooping cranes. Yes. They're usually brown, right? Yeah, they are. So I don't know the whole story on these white ones, but there's a mated pair. And the funny thing is, is their names. Uh-oh. Tiki and Torch. <laughs> They were so cute. I, You know, and there were so many animals to see. I mean, they have the farm life, which was nice to see, especially down in that area, because a lot of people, a lot of kids have never seen cows and goats and all that fun stuff. So they had that, but then they had the cool stuff, like the elephants and the tigers and the jaguars. So did they do the farm life right? I believe so. Sometimes I seem, I mean, I used to go to the zoos when I had littles, and it seemed like, they did the farm life, which was good, 
but sometimes it wasn't, you know, quite what I envisioned Mm -hmm. for farm life stuff, but... Well, good for you. Yeah. And a good ride, and kids took it well. They sleep on the way home? No. They stayed awake the entire way down and the entire way back home. Oh, I always kind of liked it when they slept on the way home because then I right? could kind of collect my own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> nope. We were too busy talking about what was fabulous about the day, what, you know, could have been better. My son was a little bummed that we didn't get to see the male lion. Okay. So we got to see the lionesses. He wants to see the boy lion. Oh, okay. But he survived. We got to meet Patty, the 5,000-pound hippopotamus. That's kind of a lot. That, yeah, she was huge. You wouldn't want her to step on your foot. Uh, No, she was she was busy chilling in the pool, just taking her time. Well, if she was chilling and it was 77 degrees, I wonder how hot it has to be before she's really chilling. I know, right? But of course, the penguins were there. Lots of birds, barking birds. One with a cone and a big beak. It was weird. Huh. Yeah. That, well, if you saw those out and about, you probably wouldn't think they were so weird in a zoo, right? Exactly. Well, we got to keep moving along. I might have another story for you coming up from my trip to the Milwaukee Zoo. If you haven't done it, take the time and go. It really was not that expensive either. But right now, we're a few minutes before 5 o'clock, and we've got to get rolling. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A few minutes before the 5 o'clock hour. And Jill, did you notice the moon coming in this morning? Um, no. No, no it was a f- pretty full moon. It I was actually, a beautiful, it was something out of the, like a Halloween movie. I was busy dodging the owls and the <laughs> deer, so I guess that's what was on my mind. Oh, I only had one deer this morning, but... That was all my critters, so I got to watch the beautiful moon on my almost entire drive-in. Well, that's good. It was very pretty. Yes, it is. It always is. It always is, especially here in Wisconsin this time of year. Beautiful morning we're kicking off to here in Eau Claire, 58 degrees. It was a little over 54, I think, when I left Nilsville this morning, so not bad there. Looking at a mostly sunny day today, high at 82 degrees. Tomorrow, 85. Wednesday, 88. We'll have your four full forecast coming up later on. And at 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's check in this morning with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. A longtime friend and business associate of Hunter Biden is expected to testify on Capitol Hill today. Devin Archer will appear before the House Oversight Committee and likely share details about foreign ventures and meetings with Hunter. The testimony could shine light on the level at which President Biden was allegedly involved in those dealings. Last week, the president's son pleaded not guilty to federal tax charges after a judge rejected a proposed plea deal. The co-chair of President Biden's re-election campaign says an impeachment would be more harmful to Republicans. They want to engage in political theater. An impeachment increase probably the best thing they could do to hurt their chances next fall. Speaking on NBC's Meet the Press, Delaware Senator Chris Coons said a five-year investigation by a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney found no evidence of any connection between the president and his son Hunter's legal issues. Coons added he believes Biden has an incredibly strong record to run on, based on recent economic news. Gas prices are surging to an eight-month high. Trey Thomas reports. 
AAA says the national average for a gallon of regular unleaded hit three seventy-five a gallon Sunday. That's seventeen cents more than last week's. Industry experts blame the spike on production cuts and record-breaking heat. They caution that prices could jump even further if there are refinery issues or if a hurricane affects oil production in the Gulf of Mexico. I'm Trey Thomas. And a blistering heat wave isn't going away as record-setting temperatures move through the south. Heat indexes, which factor in humidity, could soar above triple digits this week across states like Texas, Louisiana, and Florida. In the southwest, Phoenix has now topped 110 degrees for 31 straight days. Meantime, recent powerful storms that hit the east coast brought some relief from the heat, while causing damage and knocking out power for tens of thousands of customers. Cooler weather is in the forecast from the northern plains to the midwest through Tuesday. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. We're at the Eau Claire County Fair. The beef show just got over with, and I got to catch up with some young people that did a fantastic job in the show ring. They were in there with their steers. First up, I'm going to talk to the leader of the grand champion steer, Mr. Hayden Erdman. Tell me about that steer. We got him from Laufenberg Cattle by Hixton. Well, how much did he weigh? He weighed 1260 at fair. He must have a cool name, doesn't he? Yeah, his name's Rip. So you did come out with that grand champion trophy. What did the judge say that she thought made him stand out above the crowd? He was uh, long, and he had a good meat on him, and his rump and his shoulders. And I heard that he moved really well around the ring, too, didn't he? Yeah. He was in there a few other times. Did he bring out another trophy, too? Yes, I won reserve champion, beginner showman. You dolled him up so he looked all pretty. What did he win then? He won the champion best fitted steer. How long does it take you to practice with your animals at home to get in there and do that good showmanship job? We practice with them about three hours a day and we wash them every day. You're going to keep doing this as long as you can? Yeah. You've been at this maybe three years? Yeah, this is my third. What's your favorite part about showing at the Eau Claire County Fair? Showing beef. Well, I look forward to seeing you out in that show ring. And that was Mr. Hayden Erdman, part of the Russell Corner Badgers 4-H Club. And I also have the reserve champion steer winner, Grace Johnson. And she shows under the Wisconsin Junior Semitol Association. And you had the reserve champion steer. So how big was he? He weighs 1,547 pounds. And what was his name? Do you know what breed he is? He is a crossbed, he is a 25% Angus, and I named him Howie. We were just talking in the barn a little bit. You don't have the traditional setup with self-feeders, self-waterers, so you really are hands-on. Tell me some of the trials and tribulations you've had with raising a steer for the fair. Um, One of my favorite parts is that we don't have heated water in the wintertime, so my sister and I would haul water buckets from our bathtub up the hill in sleds and then slide back down them back to the house, and that was a fun memory I have from not having some of the other facilities that you may have on, like, a traditional farm. Looking ahead, are you going to keep doing this? I would love to. This may be my last year showing because I am going off to college next year. I'm going to UW-Stout, and I would love to keep showing, love to keep having livestock and we'll see where I go with it. So you're going to UW Stout. What are you taking up? Right now I am majoring in apparel design for um, like applied arts and I have the goal and like dream of designing and starting my own line of western inspired clothing. You're able to sell your steer through the auction. What are you going to do with all that money? I'm going to put it towards my college expenses. 
good luck in the future. Thank you. And that was Grace Johnson. She shows here at the Eau Claire County Fair through the Wisconsin Semital Association. And I'm Jill Welke from Wax 104.5. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, that was Jill at the Eau Claire County Fair. Great fair, great kids doing great things. And I call them athletes you know those kids are out there with those animals they work with them at home and they have so much poise and so much professionalism out there just always awesome to see it is and you got to mark your calendars you'll have to be talking about this coming up here the 172nd wisconsin state fair is coming up this week in west alice and jill what dates are those it's coming up this week here like on thursday yeah, it starts on the 3rd, and it runs through the 13th. And there's a traditional of the fair. There will be dozens of rides, hundreds of different foods, and thousands of animals. One of the most popular food items is, oh, those original cream puffs. And they've been sold at the fair since 1924, and on average, 400,000 cream puffs are consumed each year. Oh, are you going? I don't think so. I am <gasps> this year. You, you you promised me last year you were going to bring me back a cream puff this year. Well. Oh, yeah, busted. <laughs> I'm heartbroken now. Well, maybe I can get my uh, sister-in-law <laughs> to send one back for me. I, I think we're going to have to have a competition. Whoever brings me back a cream puff, I'll give a shout-out to. I like. I think that's a good deal. Well, okay. a, a good cream puff, not like one that's been like sitting in the trunk of a car for a week. Well, the problem with that is, first of all, it's hard for them. They're kind of perishable. And are they going to make it? <laughs> well, they should. Well, make it because they get hungry along well, the way. You know, it is a little bit of a ride down there. You know, these early morning farm ladies here running the farm show on Mondays, we need that extra sustenance, I think. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, let's take a look at some weather this morning, shall we? Today is going to be a mostly sunny day with a high of 82 degrees. Tonight, there's going to be some clouds rolling in with a low of 57. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, high of 85. Now, tomorrow night, there's a few clouds and a chance of some showers. Nothing too crazy as of yet, with a low of 64. Wednesday, partly cloudy and a chance of showers and thunderstorms during the day. It's going to be a high of 88, so those pop-up showers again. Wednesday night, mostly clear and a low of 66. Temperatures in the area right now, we're at 49 degrees up in Medford. La Crosse is at 61 degrees. Marshfield at 52. Green Bay at 56. Rice Lake is at 52. Over in Wausau, they're at 53 degrees. Madison's at 63 degrees. Milwaukee's at 62 degrees. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we are at 58 degrees. Looking for the high of 82, so not too bad out there. But we've got your morning markets. They'll be coming in next, and they'll be brought to you by... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning to check in with our morning markets. Again, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, kick us off for the day. What's going on in the marketing world? Well, our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 175 to 188 with a mix at 173 and down. Choice-fed beef heifers are 175 to 186 with mix sitting at 172 and down. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 155 to 167, with select and silage-fed steers 119 to 154. Cows are 85 to 109, with a top of 129. Bulls are 101 to 127. Butcher hogs are 45 to 92, with sows at 34 to 50. Boars are 19 to 25. 
New crop market lambs are 144 to 185. Feeder lambs are one, are 50 to 199. Ewes are 47 to 75. Small goats are 10 to 145. Medium goats are 65 to 215. Large goats are 135 to 500. And nanny goats are 75 to 285. Thank you so much, Jill. And switching over to that mercantile exchange, we've got your live cattle for August at 178.15. That's up a dime. October's at 179.60, up a dime. December's at 183.60, up 20 cents. Feeder cattle for August is at 245.60. That's up 95 cents. September's at 248.97, up 70. October is at 251. That's up 65. Lean hogs for August are at 103.20. That's up a dollar seventeen. October's at 85.02, up a dollar seventy-seven, and December's at 77.05, up a dollar and a quarter. Switching over to that Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn took a hit on the overnight, down eleven cents to five eighteen. December oats were down six at four thirty-eight. November beans were down twenty-four cents to thirteen fifty-eight. December soybean meal down six dollars a ton to three ninety-nine eighty a ton. December wheat down 15 cents to 7.12. Switching over to the dairy side, barrel cheese up a quarter cent on Friday, $2.76 and a quarter. Your blocks were up four and a quarter cent to $1.90 and three quarters. Your AA grade butter was down one and a quarter cent to 2.68. And switching over to those class three futures, a great day on Friday. July was up just a penny at 13.81. August up 28 cents to 17.26. September up 35 cents to 17.70. October was up 27 cents to 18.24. November up 16 cents to 18.64. And then those markets were upward trending into March. Now, Jill, you had said earlier when we were talking to Hayden, it was it Hayden and Grace? Hayden and Grace. Hayden and Grace. We actually got some results on the auction that you took from the steer. Yeah, I actually just uh, put my recorder up for Steve Stry was the auctioneer and it, it turned out kind of cute, and it's here. It's so good to hear all the bidders, and that's one feature of this little audio that you might be able to hear. It's pretty quick here. It's sale of champion time. Here we go. This is the grand champion steer of the Eau Claire County Fair for 2023. Let's hear a little bit of noise for that now. Woo! Hayden Erdman. Grand champion steer there, and what a nice looking one we got right here. I tell you what, they do a great job here. Brought some good animals down to the fair here today. And the meat is pre-sold here. We're going to sell this grand champions here. Here's the one you've been waiting for every year, every every fair in every county. Everybody wants to know who won the grand champion steer. And in Eau Claire County for 2023, it was Hayden Erdman. Here we go. Who's got five dollars on the grand champion steer here? And find out a bit of buy. Not find out a bit. Not find out here. Not jump right in. Now how about three and go? Grand champion. Three big Mike's meats there. Three and a quarter Otter Creeks here. Three fifty there. Lambert Yards. Three seventy-five Falls meat now. Four now. Whole Chippewa Valley Angie. And four and a quarter here. Big Mike now. Four fifty here. Otter Creek Seed. And four fifty now. Four seventy-five. Now five, 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 now now six, now six. It's six. That's a bit of 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 a bit of
Unity's in again. Six now, quarter. And six and a quarter. Rock, 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 rock. Bread in now, six and a quarter. Big Mike there now, six and a half. And six and a half. Not a here now, six and a half. Here now. Cheer him on a little bit here now. Cheer him on a little bit. Six and a quarter. Six and a half. Six and a half. You want to cut it? You want to go to six? You want to go to go to six thirty-five? I'll do that for you. Six and a quarter. Six thirty-five. And thirty-five there now, six and a half. And six and a half. Not a here now, six and a half. And six thirty-five. Now half. Now half. And six thirty-five. Would you go six forty-five? And forty-five. Not a fine. 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 I got six thirty-five down here now. Forty-five. Not a fine. Not a fine. Not six forty-five. Who wants to be six forty-five? Gotta go. Sold. Six dollars and thirty-five cents a pound. A Unity Bank there. Big Mike's meets in Augusta. Contending better. Give him all a round of applause. Grand champions here. Now that is just plain amazing. Well, I always say, you know, they talk that fast, but boy, you could still hear, and it was clear, and it was just—it's so fun to hear this, and especially Steve Stry. He has an auctioneer that. I always can understand. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he can yodel. I wonder if he can. I don't, you <laughs> know, ask him. next time I see him, I will ask him that. I think I think auctioneers should be able to yodel. I think that would really throw people off in the arena and go, whoa, did he just yodel? And then they maybe get more money. Maybe. Maybe. We should bring that up. You could ask him. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of yodeling, well, I don't think Mr. Randy Romanski can yodel, but... Bob had a chance to speak with him about export avenues and education. So important stuff coming up next right here on Wax. And thank you so much, Jill, for that update from the Eau Claire County Fair. We've got the big Wisconsin State Fair kicking off this week. Clark County Fair is coming up not this week, but the next week. And, yeah, we've got a lot more fairs. Bob and Jill will fill you in as they're coming up. But right now we'll be switching over to Randy Romanski. He's coming in with us next. For those who work in Acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Randy Ramsky, Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection Secretary, is with us. And Randy, I know in this time of the year, you get all over the state, including places like Milwaukee. And that port of Milwaukee looks a little different now. Yeah, the Port of Milwaukee facility is fantastic. Uh, Governor Evers mentioned it today in the opening of Farm Technology Days, and he's going there for the ribbon cutting. And it is a, a really a brand spanking new updated facility. And the great thing about it is a federal, state, local, and private investment in moving ag products all around the world. Percentage of uh, state and local versus federal funding, how much did we kick in? How much say did we have in what that final facility looks like and can do? I don't know the exact breakdown, but what I uh, the, what the what this program kind of features is that everybody had some skin in the game to make this a, a, a world class facility, which it should be. Wisconsin's a world class egg uh, egg state. We got a lot to offer the rest of the world. That new facility in Milwaukee, I haven't seen it since it's been completed, but I was there mid closer to the end here. It's fantastic, and the great thing about it, it's going to be able to take grain from the Midwest area. Uh, and ship it right through Milwaukee, out the, out the Great Lakes, and across the ocean. How much capacity are we talking, and, and what kind of growth do we expect with this facility and, and exports? Well, for starters, it's going to be going with bulk exports. It'll be, it'll be grain and, and just uh, dry distillers grain, uh, and there's a market for that in, in Europe, northern Europe. So that's going to be a good place to start. But DeLong, who's uh, who's going to be operating the facility, has a plan to make sure that the doors are open and, and business can, and commerce can move through that facility. It's a fantastic location. Uh, it's a great investment in infrastructure. And as you know, Bob, investments in infrastructure, investment in agriculture kind of go hand in hand. Will this 
at all be part of your purview at the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection. And uh, as we go forward, who's going to be in charge? With we got state, federal, and local money. Well, DeLong's going to be operating the facility, but, you know, as we're the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection, so we're involved in agriculture all over the state. So we're, we're here to be uh, uh, helpful, a, a partner. You've probably heard me say that before. DACAP should be a partner uh, in, in agriculture with uh, farmers and businesses. And you've got an export committee or task force, whatever you want to call it, uh, Charles Walksmith from our area is, is the, uh, the head of that committee. Have they played a part in that, or... What's next on their agenda? So it's the Wisconsin Egg Export Council. It's been set up in our agency, and you're right, uh, Charles Walksmuth is the chair of that group. And the reason we set that group up is because of the million dollars a year that Governor Evers provided in his budget for the Wisconsin Initiative on Egg Exports. That's a great way for our agency to play a small role in getting expertise and getting some funding to businesses so that they can build their capacity to expand these great products that they're growing or producing right here in Wisconsin. So that group is a good sounding board, uh, and they have had some communication between uh, themselves and the Department of Transportation because again, agriculture and transportation go hand in hand. You got to get you got to get that product from the farm gate to the dinner plate. What kind of a charge did you give that committee, and, and what kind of successes or business? I know there's, it's a relatively young group, only a year or two old kind of successes or what kind of things are they working on right now? It's a great group because it represents all parts of agriculture in Wisconsin. We're really appreciative of the people who serve in that on, on a volunteer basis. But the people that we've got onto that are, are really thinking big picture. How can they, as a group, help support Wisconsin agriculture experts on the on the big stage? And again, that funding that, that Governor Evers provided to us, and that, that got bipartisan support in the legislature. I like to mention that when it happens. As uh, we create a plan, we have a uh, uh, Wisconsin International Agribusiness Center. They created a five-year plan, and this council is is working with us to try and meet those goals of our five-year plan. We want to make sure we're uh, dramatically increasing the exports of dairy and dairy products, crop and crop products, and uh, livestock and meat products. Visiting with Agriculture Secretary Randy Romanski here at our 2023 Farm Technology Days, and Randy, you've been to a lot of these things. The focus is education whether it's farmers still in the field producing, whether it's young kids coming up, and education is a focus at the department. We talked about meat processor grants, dairy processor grants, all these things, but education is about as high a priority as those. Education is a foundation for our state. If you think about it, uh, the the people that are going to be joining the workforce, uh, they need to have a quality education. I'm talking K-12 uh, technical college if they choose to go there, UW system if they choose to go there. We've got a fantastic educational system in Wisconsin. It's important that we make investments in that. And I always like to use the word investment because sometimes people like to talk about, well, you know, that's spending a lot of money. You're talking about investing in the youth of our state who are going to be the leaders of our state. They're going to be the leaders in the agriculture industry. Uh, and it's important that we make those investments. Every one of the every one of the presenters this morning at the opening for Farm Technology Days all focused on education, and, and you see it all throughout the grounds, the, the interaction between the agriculture industry and our need to make sure that they have quality education. What kind of things are we working on going forward for educational grants? Because we know the challenges we have in public education in Wisconsin, but there's more ways to educate kids than just in the classroom. 
that that steam engine was right on time, Bob. Well done. Uh, well, so the the good news, and, and Governor Evers mentioned it this morning. He spent his career educating and preparing young people for the workforce, and he's continued that as a priority as governor. So there are a variety of programs. Obviously, it starts with making sure that there's a long term funding investment in in K twelve education. His budget just did that. Uh, but the other thing is, you have to make sure that the dollars continue to grow and, and meet the needs of the of the students. From from our world, the, some of the things that we're working on, and, and I've talked to you before about this, is we're trying to connect with young people on it through our Ag Youth Council. Uh, incoming high school seniors meet with us uh, once a month for the course of a year, and our goal is to connect them to the workforce, the Ag workforce, in a way that they might not have known existed. Uh, open their eyes to the possibilities, because man, in Wisconsin, there are a lot of possibilities. We're also fortunate that we're using some of the federal ARPA funds that got directed to our agency uh, to create some programs, and and one of them is uh, a program that's being uh, uh, it was established by UW River Falls, uh, and it's it creates a ten day uh, education program for high schools. So a high school curriculum for ag teachers, they can plug in, plug and play about the livestock and meat industry in the state of Wisconsin. That's a, that's one of those strong core businesses in our state. Uh, and then uh, we're also partnering with the Department of Public Instruction, uh, the Department of Workforce Development, DACAP, the Technical College System, universities, and about three dozen people from the agriculture industry on something called the Wisconsin Ag Education Workforce Development Council, all focused on cre- on creating and promoting career pathways in agriculture in Wisconsin. Randy, with that youth council, that agri-youth council, I know you, you give them a lot of information, but how much do you and your staff listen to what they have to say as far as the challenges that, that they may be facing, whether it's in a, in a small town, in schools, in job performance, and job availability? How much impact do you get from them? Oh, I'm glad. It's, it's like we planned this. We, when you ask me that question, what I typically say when uh, when I talk about this group is we learn as much from them as they learn from us. You're, you're exactly right. When we talk to them, we think we ask them, how, how did you start getting interested in agriculture? Because some of the young people we're seeing didn't grow up on a farm. And we need those kids to be involved, too. So we listen to that. How did you get interested and involved in agriculture? A lot of times it was the, their ag instructor at their high school. Again, back to education. Uh, but, but some of the other things we listen to them about is what do they think about for their future? How soon should we start with some of these programs? Do we need to start earlier? Get kids thinking about it earlier. So it's it's been really valuable to get their input for our staff so that we can kind of see where we need to increase or improve our programs. We can't get better unless we keep getting educated. Randy Romansky, Secretary of the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. When's it going to rain? We'll take the rain whenever it shows up. We'll we'll take a we'll take we we got a little rain deficit right now. We'll take some we'll take some rain. We certainly will. Randy Romansky, Secretary, Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection. I'm Bob Bosold. Thank you so much, Bob, for that update with Mr. Randy Romansky. We're at twenty nine minutes after five o'clock this morning, and we've got your morning markets coming in next. Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock and with you will be joining us soon. Culture. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, Rocky Olson must be out getting some cattle ready for the big sales coming up this week. So Morgan McCarthy is ready for us now. Good morning, Morgan. And catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom today? 
Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start with crews in Chippewa Falls looking into a weekend house fire. No one hurt when that fire broke out on Dover Street, but they say it looks like the fire started in the kitchen. They were able to keep the flames to one level of the home and rescue family pets, both a cat and dog, say those two are doing fine. In other headlines that stretch the state, four people dead after a pair of crashes at the EAA show in Oshkosh. Now, both crashes happened Saturday, with investigators saying two people died when their plane crashed into Lake Winnebago earlier in the day. The other two Two when a helicopter and gyrocopter collided later that afternoon. The sheriff's office in Oshkosh not yet identifying any of the four who were killed, though local, state, and federal investigators are now looking into the crashes. As we look into other headlines, we go to the high bench, and it seems that the court switch has some people chiming in. State Supreme Court Justice Brian Hagedorn says people need to understand the court is not a political tool. This was on WISN's Upfront over the weekend. Hagedorn saying that the court ought to be ruling purely on law and not be influenced by personal opinion. I get there's a lot of political noise and a lot of people want what they want out of the court. Uh, But I think it's incumbent upon us to show that we are going to, you know, act like a court and not just do whatever the the political chatters want on either side. This comes as the court's majority will shift from conservative to progressive this week as Justice-elect Jana Protasiewicz is seated to replace retiring Justice Patience Roggensack. Water quality is on tap in Wisconsin. A new report saying 99% of our water systems are safe to drink. The Department of Natural Resources releasing the report and saying that over 99% of water systems in the state met all all health standards. So what does that include? Well, it be things like tests for lead, nitrates, bacteria, other chemicals, that kind of thing. A report doesn't, however, offer any insight into those PFAS chemicals, but you can find more information online and easy click. All set up for you. Just hit the faucet on 715newsroom.com. And hey, it's not the pits. Happy avocado day. You just have to get the timing right on those. Botanists say it's a large berry with a single seed, and that makes it a fruit, not a veggie. They hail from Mexico, although San Diego is the largest producer of the fruit in California. They're loaded with vitamin C and E and have gobs of antioxidants. Harvard University says they're also packed with lutein, which improves cognitive function in children and improves brain health in adults. And WebMD says they have more potassium than a banana, and they can boost your mood. Chips not included. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. And we better guac and roll back to the barn. Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax, 104.5. I like how she says that. Thank you so much, Morgan. She as she's running out the door. <laughs> she's always just so quirky in the morning. She is. She's got so many one-liners. She does. I wonder how she does it. I don't know. We'll have to ask her tomorrow when she's back with us. But we're going to check in with the Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, this morning and see if he's available now. We're jumping in a little early. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. I'm always available. Oh, for you're guys. always available. I've got a joke for you. Uh oh. Are you ready? Uh, sure, I'm okay. ready. Okay. Why did the farmer call his pig Ink? Why did he call his pig Ink? Uh, something about the O missing. I, I don't know. What is it? Because it was always running out of the pen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nice. I thought that one was pretty good. I, I did enjoy that one. Oh, good, good. I mean, I always enjoy the, uh, I, when I say bad jokes, they're not bad jokes because they always make me laugh, but, you know, you know my sense of humor. I yes, mean, it's kind of dark. Yeah, well, <laughs> that that is very true, and I am my own audience, so. Hey, me too. We should, like, you know, go into one of those dark rooms. and <laughs> You know what, I, you've heard of those dark rooms where there's no lights and you have to like, just base off of, like, feel? Yes. That would be weird. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, let's not talk about weird stuff. Let's talk about this awesome forecast we have coming up for today. 
Yeah, today is just going to be a beautiful day. Pretty much a continuation of the weekend where this time around we'll have a little bit more sunshine with high pressure parking itself in the area. And our temperatures will remain pretty comfortable getting in the low 80s for the most part. A light wind out of the northwest. Mainly clear tonight, dipping to the upper 50s for our lows. But then tomorrow, that's where we start to see those winds coming out of the south as we get on the backside of that high pressure. And we'll still have a good bit of sunshine for tomorrow, but our temperatures will climb to the mid-80s. We'll start to see more of that humidity building in. Wednesday, Thursday may bring just very slight chances at some showers and storms, but they're starting to get pretty hot, getting into the upper 80s for both days and a good bit of humidity as well. Dew points could be nearing the upper 60s, kind of feeling a bit like last week. But then we have a cold front moving in, which will slightly cool us down on Friday. Mid-80s, mostly sunny. And then Saturday and Sunday, we cool things off back to the low 80s, pretty close to average. But right now, we have a temperature of 55 degrees in Eau Claire, so pretty comfortable start overall. I would say so. And speaking of comfortable, what about that moon this morning? Was that our full moon? Not quite yet, because we have uh, two full moons next month. So we get a blue moon in August. And, uh, you know, that that comes around once in a blue moon. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, that was really corny. Oh, come on. It's true. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And it comes around. You know, the sad thing is, is we do a blue moon event here in the stations. Mm -hmm. And what do we play every single day? Blue moon. Mm-hmm. You should play Neon Moon, too. Oh, gosh. Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, thanks for the update. You have a quiet day at work. All right. Thanks. You, too. There he goes. Our Skyworn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, this morning. And your Skyworn 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. RV service appointments now available at ChilsonRV.com. And that's weather on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we are at 21 minutes before 6 o'clock on this Monday morning. Time to check in with morning markets. We're heading over to the Equity L Tuna Barn and checking in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, how'd the sale turn out on Friday? Three to six hundred pound beef steers, dollar fifty to a two twelve. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, dollar forty to a dollar ninety five. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar forty to two dollars. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, dollar thirty to a dollar ninety. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, dollar twenty five to a dollar seventy three. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, dollar twenty to a dollar fifty two. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, August eleventh. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign Cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too. Thanks so much. That's Jim Lindsay at the Equity Altoona Barn. We'll have Jerry Fitzgerald coming in next. Well, Kristen, and a very good morning to you and Jill, and what a nice morning to uh, wake up to, but a good sleeping weather night, open the windows up, and uh, we got some back to sort of normal temperatures and stuff, so still going to be rather warm, but uh, we don't have to worry about the extreme heat uh, effect on the animals like we did, especially toward the end of last week, so thank goodness for that. I know some folks experienced some rather bad weather over the weekend, but hopefully everybody came through that okay, and I know there was... uh, Decent amount of rain pretty much in your whole area here, so we're thankful for that. Oh, very much so. Hey, quick question, not, like, weather-related. Have you ever been to the Milwaukee Zoo? Uh, No, I have not. I have not. It sounds like it would be an interesting place to go to. So we went through this aviary. I have to tell you this story. I told everyone I probably had another one. 
And there was a bird chirping in there. Just this beautiful, beautiful songbird. And I asked the gentleman who was feeding the birds. I said, "What? which bird is it? And he pointed it out. And I should have taken a picture, but I didn't get his name. And this bird just had this beautiful song. And so I said, can I whistle back at him? And he's like, sure. So I whistled like a cute little tune. He whistled it back to me. Here, this bird is eight years old. He's a male and he's a widow. So he's looking for love again. So he, so I whistled back at him. He whistled back at me. And we went back and forth like this for like five minutes. And finally I went, and he spun around and just went nuts, just chirping, chirping, chirping. And then he flew away. And then he stood on a different perch and just like chirped at me. I think he figured it out. I wasn't his lady. Well, or maybe that he wanted you to bring him back to Nielsville. I don't know. But then as I was walking away, guess what I heard? He was saying, he was telling you goodbye. He went, (laughs) back to me. He whistled back at me, a little cute little cat call. Well, uh, your husband is not getting jealous, is he? Well, he was at first, but then I, because I told him it was a very attractive man. But then we had, my kids explained to him how he's an eight-year-old bird, and then he was okay with it. Okay, well, we didn't want to, we didn't want to create any family dissension by you going to the zoo. I know, right? Well, uh, but yeah, if you get well, the chance, hit the zoo. It's a lot of fun. Well, anyway, uh, we better get to work here this morning, and uh, we'll tell the folks about what's going on over here at Equity Stratford. Sounds good. Take it away, Jerry. Kristen, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Uh, sales schedule this week here at Stratford will be on a full marketing week, as per usual. Get underway here uh, Monday morning here at 10 o'clock here with a market auction on conventional-type market cattle, including, uh, of course, cows, uh, market cattle cows, and also uh, fed cattle this morning. We'll get to those baby calves around 11.30. Tomorrow, Tuesday, busy day. We start at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning with the hay and bedding auction. 11 o'clock, we will have the dairy sale tomorrow. Also, tomorrow will be uh, market auction, and, of course, we do feature uh, organic market cattle uh, uh, on Tuesday. Now, folks, this is just not organic market cows. We also sell organic bulls, organic fed cattle, whatever you folks got that's organic. On Wednesday, our auction does start around 10 o'clock in the morning, full marketing day, including sheep, hog, and goats, feeder cattle sale. At 12.30, our auction on Thursday does start at 11 o'clock. Just a brief look at the summary from last week. Most markets are pretty steady last week. Uh, uh, most of the cows last week sold between 82 and 102. High-yielding cows, 103 to 125, up to 131 on the cows. Um, fed cattle last week, choice grading Holstein steers were mostly in that range from 140 to 156. High-yielding choice Prime Holsteins, 157 to 165. Calf market last week, the better quality bull calves, we'll see 150 to 350, up to 390. And those good quality beef calves, good demand, 300 to 550, topping at 565 on Thursday's auction. And again, uh, uh, folks, uh, we do also uh, invite you to take a look at our website. We do have all, we always have cattle for sale on a private treaty basis. So if you're looking to buy some livestock that way, just check us out here. We've got uh, spring and heifers for sale, and we've got some Jersey heifers for sale. Also, we do have a complete herd dispersal, uh, and uh, these are for um, private treaty sale. We do also have a very fancy registered bull. So check that out on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And, uh, again, folks, if you've got any questions, cattle can sign, let us know. 687-4101 is our phone number. Kristen, we'll turn it back to you and Jill, and uh, have a nice day and a safe day. And, uh, again, uh, Heat index today should not really be a factor. It was always a good idea to get the cattle on the road in the morning when it's cool like it is now. So, And then uh, you guys were talking before, uh, two full moons in August, so we got to brace up for that, huh? Oh, yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. And I, I was kind of hoping it would have been in October and put it, like, right around Halloween. 
And, of course, we got a lot of fairs going on this week. Uh, uh, the uh, big fair up here in Wausau, that does start tomorrow, So, and I'm sure uh, Jill will have some more going on, too. So we'll be listening for that, and we'll talk to the big guy tomorrow morning. Sounds good. You have a great day, Jerry. Thank you. You also. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've gotten some timely rains over the past week or two weeks, but unfortunately other things have fallen out of the sky. Dan Undersander is going to join us this morning on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Dan, our state forage specialist. And Dan, of course, when you talk about hail, you talk about corn and soybeans, but uh, alfalfa is out there and exposed to it just like everything else. What kind of damage can hail do to our alfalfa, because uh, it's damaging no matter what it hits. Well, that's right, Bob. Uh, hail can be a real problem. Uh, the amount of damage to the alfalfa really depends on the stage of maturity of the alfalfa, uh, how tall it is, and so on. Uh, the basic concept is that if the hail damage breaks off the stem tips, then that stem has quit growing and we won't get any more yield out of that particular stem. So it is important to go out and assess the fields if the, um, and look for the amount of stem breakage. Uh, oftentimes there's some lodging along with this, and uh, keep that in mind as well. But the basic concept would be, Bob, that if we have the alfalfa all enough to harvest, and more than 30 or 40 percent of the stems are broken off, then we should go ahead and harvest it, and at this time of year, let it regrow and maybe take one more cutting this fall. If, on the other hand, it's uh, fairly short and stems are broken off, then we can just wait for new shoots to come up, and by fairly short, I mean less than 10 inches, uh, not worth harvesting. So less than 10 inches, uh, tips and stems broken off. Uh, just wait for new shoots to come through. Uh, 14 to 18 inches with stems broken off. Uh, might be best to go ahead and harvest it, recognizing there's a low yield there. And then again, let it come back. Uh, if we're doing this, let's be sure to fertilize those fields, put a little uh, potassium and sulfur on so that they have good nutrients to come back with for the last cutting and also a good nutrient level to make it through the winter and produce growth for next spring. So do go in and look at the whether or not it lodged is the first question. And the second thing is, is uh, how tall was it? And if so, if stems are broken and it's 14 to 18 inches, uh, harvest it and let new shoots come out. If it was less than 10 inches with the stem tip breakage, then uh, just wait and let the new shoots come up through the stand. Whatever you do, hail's not a good thing in any of our crops, including that alfalfa, of course. Thanks, Dan. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, with us once again on our Next Grow Alfalfa Update program. All right. Thank you so much, Bob and Dr. Dan Undersander, for that update. Let's take a quick look at our markets before we get to our calendar items for the week. 
On the Chicago Board of Trade, your December corn was down 11 cents on the overnight to 518. Your December oats were down 6 at 438. November beans were down 24 cents to 1358. Your December soybean meal was down $6 a ton to 399.80 a ton. And your December wheat was down 15 cents at 712. Country elevator prices in the area. We've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at 556 for corn. Baldwin's at 484 for corn, 1369 for beans. Wheat and grain in Chippewa Falls and in Connorsville, 515 for corn, 1308 for beans. Duran, Mondovi, and Elmwood, 489 for corn, 1369 for beans. Fall Creek is at 479 and 1359. Osseo's at 509 and 1374. Northside and Loyal's at 533 and 1338. Northside and Arcadia's at 542 for corn, 1368 for beans. Elk Mound is at 517 and 1314. Sparta's at 526 and 1407. Ellsworth is at 469 for corn, 1359 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at 534. Stanley, 514. New Richmond, 509. Switching to that dairy side, barrel cheese was up a quarter cent to $1.76 and a quarter. Your blocks were up four and a quarter cent on Friday to $1.90 and three quarters. Your AA grade butter was down one and a quarter cent to two sixty eight. Class 3 futures for July up a penny at thirteen eighty one. August up twenty eight cents to seventeen twenty six. September up thirty five cents to seventeen seventy. October up twenty seven cents to eighteen twenty four. November up sixteen cents to eighteen sixty four. And your markets were upward trending into March. That's a look at our morning markets to kick off your Monday morning. And Jill, we've got some calendar items. We're, what do we got going on this week? Something big is coming up, I think. Well, we've got some application deadlines. And for tomorrow, August 1st, the Wisconsin Leopold Conservation Award is seeking nominees. And the application deadline is tomorrow, August 1st. And go to award at Sun County Found or. SandCountyFoundation.org. And that's for the Aldo Leopold Conservation Award. Yes, it is. And we also have the FSA office is still accepting nominations for farmers and ranchers to serve on the local county committees. And that is due tomorrow. So August 1st, contact your local FSA office to find out if you're eligible or if you're interested in getting in on being part of the local county committees. Exciting stuff. There's uh, emergency emerging crops field day and celebration for UW Madison's 175th, and that is at it involves the offices of Chippewa Dunn in Eau Claire County, and they're having the emergency emerging crops casual field day on August 3rd. So that would be on Thursday from two to three thirty at the Chippewa County Farm Plots, and we have all those fairs around the area. Amping up, we've got the Buffalo County Fair. We've got the Jackson County Fair. We've got the um, Wisconsin Valley Fair. Wisconsin Valley Fair in Wausau. And we have the Bloomer Free Fair this weekend. Ooh, that'll be fun. And this week kicks off the big one. The Wisconsin State Fair down in Milwaukee. Yes, I still think somebody should bring us back cream puffs or some kind of amazing foods. Oh, yeah. Well, we looked at a bunch of the lists of the amazing foods, and they were serving... A lot of alligator and a lot of camel and don't scare kangaroo. me away from my cream puff. They're not going to do anything with that. And well, maybe you should bring. Maybe you should see if somebody will bring you some alligator up. You know, I planned it wrong. I should have made a trip to the Milwaukee Fair coming up, and then we could have hit both. You should have. I know. I got to plan better. Oh, yeah. But if you're trying to not 
trying to go places where there's not a whole Crows. bunch of people. I would not right? suggest, you know, yeah, that gets full in there. Very true. Well, hey, we are at 55 degrees this morning. It's going to be a mostly sunny day with a high of 82. Tonight, some clouds will be rolling in, only a low of 57. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny and high in 85. Wednesday, partly cloudy with a chance of showers, those pop-up ones, because it's going to get hot, high of 88 degrees. But it's 55 right now, so get up, get at it, and enjoy your day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.